This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, hey, welcome to the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, today, we will be going over mock drafts, at least one of them that I saw, and we'll talk about the the people who were on it, where they went, and who I think should have been on it, or why why they're going undrafted. Um, and then two, we'll finish up with my all-time Michigan Wolverine roster. So before we do that, let's get into the house cleaning, of course. It's going to be YouTube. I'm actually going to hire somebody, I think, to do all the editing, so this way I can just... Uh, be the talent and not the talent and the editor. So that should help me get videos out there faster uh, or at all. And then uh, two, so go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast on YouTube. Also, um, uh, go to the Michigan Maniac fan page on Facebook and the Michigan Maniac fan page on Instagram. Go to both of those, like them up. I do my own uh, memes. I Any news that's related to Michigan sports in general, I like to do. Uh, also, whatever you guys want to talk about, hit me up there. We'll do it. Also, the best promotion I got, and the only one I got, is if you guys go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast uh, fan page on Facebook or go to the Michigan uh, or go to iTunes and Apple the Apple podcast and leave a review. Um, then hit me up on the DM and let me know your full name, your address and which platform you did it on. I will send you a free Michigan maniacs logo sticker. So let me know what's up and uh, we'll get going. So let's get into this. I don't know exactly how long it's going to take, but let's enjoy it regardless. Uh, so the mock draft, right? Like, so as far as I know, I've seen a few of them and there's, some of them are crazy. Like some of them have Cleek Hudson ahead of like Bredesen or even uh, Ruiz or whatever. A lot of nutty ones, but the one I saw I think was Matthew Mitchell. I want to say not a huge fan of Shea Patterson, so I wanted to see what he had to say because I'm not a huge uh, fan of Shea Patterson either. So, um, I think if I wrote this down correctly, he has. Let me check my notes here. He has uh, Ruiz going first in the first round. And he'll be the first round uh, Michigan Wolverine to go. I I can't remember what team it was. Not really important until we break that all down after the draft. But I can see that. I I think he is athletic enough. uh, Probably the second best center uh, going into the draft this year. So, okay, cool. Whatever. Uh, you kind of expect it. DPJ, they, they, I think they, I've seen it going in the second or going into the third. Just depends. Uh, everything you ever hear about DPJ is that he's an athletic beast. He's going to be at the combine. And I'm sure he'll impress everybody. And I know you've heard that from every other Michigan podcast. So I'm not really giving you anything there. Right. Uh, but I, I, what I'm at kind of shocked at is that Uche isn't in the second round. I think if you're going to be surprised by anybody, there's going to be two players in this whole draft that are going to shock some people more they go. And one of them's 
uh, Josh Uche. Bredesen, solid third rounder. He could even be second. I mean, the kid didn't allow a sack his senior season. Uh, that's high, high territory. I mean, that's like elevated territory in Michigan offensive lore. You know what I mean? I mean, I think even uh, Hutchinson, who just, Big Daddy Hutchinson, who just got elected into the NFL Hall of Fame, I think he, in his final two years at Michigan, didn't allow a sack. So to be in that same conversation is impressive. Uh, Uche, I think, is going to be higher than third round. Hudson, fifth round, okay. McCune, I think McCune was the third highest rated uh, tight end coming out of the Senior Bowl. So I think he did himself some favors by going there and actually showing out, which I'm I'm happy to see. So he's going to go around the sixth sixth uh, round, whatever. Then you got Metellus and Lavert Hill going in the seventh. Not, uh, I guess Lavert Hill because he's not uh, super fast and he's not very big. And Metellus, I don't. I think he has a chance of not getting drafted at all. Uh, only because that senior bowl, he didn't look good. They put him at cornerback more than they put him at safety. Didn't look very well covering the safety position. Or, I mean, c- covering wide receivers. Um, it, sporadic, right? That's That senior bowl, I think, really kind of cemented, cemented everything for these guys. Because uh, Bredesen actually looked really good as a center. When he was in there playing center, he looked solid. I mean, he's a, I mean, a prototypical guard, I mean, build, but he was a, looked good at center. So I think that helped him as well. Cause I mean, let's face it, when you get in the NFL, you, you may get, uh, switched positions, but Shea once again proved he was inconsistent at best. I mean, what was, I didn't, I didn't even bother writing down his, his, uh, his stat line in the senior bowl. Yeah. Okay. He had a 75 yard touchdown pass, but don't fool yourself. If you saw the highlight, he threw it maybe 20 yards and the kid ran it the rest of the way. It's not like he threw it on a dime to this kid. And then the one interception he threw is a typical Shea interception. It was like, he thought the other guy played for the same team. So Shea solidified who he was. Not a surprise there. Uh, Metellus, same thing. Uh, can't cover, uh, gives up big plays, just not as good as what he was his junior year. And Hudson, I think, had a pretty good – actually, I think Hudson's going to do well at um, maybe even a safety position. I think that's probably what you're going to see in the NFL. He's big. He's strong. I don't know if he can gain enough weight to to stay at linebacker in the NFL. And he's definitely not fast enough to be a cornerback, but he is around this, a pretty good speed and uh, veros- Like He hits hard for – could be a hard-hitting safety, you know? Strong safety. You never know what's going to go on there. He might get drafted in that position. Uh, I guess he could be a tweener, uh, linebacker thing, but I don't know. I doubt that. Metellus, if he's got any shot at the NFL, they put on another 20 pounds and be a linebacker. I mean, that's what he originally started off as in that Orange Bowl against Florida State, right? He was the Viper when Drew Peppers was hurt and couldn't play. Um, But the undrafted is what I'm very interested in. And I can't believe this. I really, I am shocked when when I saw this because I expected our offensive linemen to do great in the draft. And to have two of them not even mentioned and going undrafted is shocking to me. Now, Michael and when you, okay, still didn't allow 
didn't allow a sack his whole senior season at Michigan. Pretty impressive considering the talent level they went up against. Same as Bredesen. He's not as, uh, maybe not as athletic as Bredesen, but still, he held down his spot. Wasn't a uh, minus when he was on the field. And Oh, and then Shea Patterson, I, he's not getting drafted. I mean, I guess some team could do it, uh, but dear Lord, I doubt it. So that one's right. But the one that really shocked me is Runyon Jr. This kid is, yes, he's undersized as a tackle, but he's not going to be the tackle in the NFL. They're going to move him to guard. But here's the thing. Look at the three people that he's played against this season. And he shut them down. Shut them down. You, and all three of these kids are going to go in the top 15 picks of this year's coming up draft. First round, top 15 picks. Okay? One, Chase Young. Shut him down. Shut him down. Him and Mayfield look, Chase Young looked bad in that Ohio State game. Two, A.J. Epinesa from Iowa. Stopped him, too. Shut him down. That's also going to be in the top 10 to top 15 pick. I've seen Epinesa anywhere from 9th pick to 15th. Um, also, Gross Matos. 20, I, I've seen him anywhere from 15 to 22. All just depends. But still, okay, top 25 picks in. And the top 25 picks in the NFL draft, he shut down three of them. Three. I don't know how he does. I don't know how he goes undrafted. And then also his father is fucking John Runyon Sr. Like you don't think he's getting the the expertise, the, the tutelage, everything. Because if you haven't been able to notice, John Runyon Jr. has only excelled and, and just ascended his way up through his three years of playing at Michigan. I, that I remember seeing him. I, I, he was awful. His first year, last year, started off a little shaky. Looked great for the for the majority. Like that Notre Dame in 2018 was rough. That Notre Dame game was rough for him. But after that, he had a strong 2018, and then 2019, he shut people down. Like he's only ascending. He's only getting better. And you've got that kind of uh, lineage. I mean, come on, man, John Running Jr. has to be fucking. Has to be uh, drafted. If not, it's it's an absolute uh, slap in the face of a quality kid. Like I, I can't even believe that's going to happen. But so those are those are guys that are, I guess are going to either be drafted or not be drafted. On draft day, we'll go over it. We'll see where all these guys fell. Maybe they, maybe it's right. Maybe we'll have a few shockers. Maybe uh, Bredesen and Uche will get up into the second round. DPJ fall to about third or fourth. You never know. Or, hell, even Ruiz might not even make it in the first. I mean, I thought that was kind of, a, I don't know, a, a leap. I mean, kid's phenomenal. I, I'm not bagging on him. He's athletic, smart, uh, the real leader of the offensive line. Great. I just don't know. This is pretty thick. This is a pretty talent-rich year. I just don't know if uh, center, more than one center is going to go first. just don't know. I mean, it could because offensive line is the most important position, if you ask me, but uh, you never know. So let's get to the all-time Michigan lineup. Now, for you guys who didn't listen, maybe last week when I gave you the, the uh, what was it, the fantasy football version, I want to just go ahead and reiterate, may give you some extra little points for ones that stood out to me or what I remember 
as a Michigan fan. But uh, number one, right? We're going to go quarterback. Tom Brady, the number one Michigan quarterback. Uh, you want him playing that game. Now, listen, I'll be honest. Hey, you look at his stats, they're not great, right? But he was always fighting uh, just to get time between Greasy, then he got his chance, and then for Drew Drew Henson came in. But I'll, here's one stat out of all of them that tells me everything I needed to know about Tom Brady, and that's why he – people don't realize this, and I really wish Twitter was around – when he was coming out of the draft because he was my favorite quarterback of all time at Michigan, and I said he was going to be great. I didn't realize he was going to be all-time GOAT great, like six Super Bowl rings great, but I knew that he was going to be great. Here's a, here's the only set that really matters. 25, He's when he started, Michigan won 20 out of 25 starts. 20 out of 25. That's phenomenal. That's amazing. Like, and then he helped beat. Uh, he helped beat Alabama in the Orange Bowl. We had a lot of great stuff. I mean, I don't. Nobody should argue that Tom Brady. You know, you're going to get a win when he's when he's playing. Uh, two, the A Train. I mean, come on, man. A Train. Uh, one's got school records for most touchdowns, most rushing touchdowns at 55. <coughs> And he's second in school history in career rushes and career rushing yards. So anytime he was around, boom, you could give him the ball and he could power over. You knew he was going. He had a nose for the end zone. Now, the second running back I had, I originally had Tyrone Wheatley, only because I really loved the way the kid ran. He really had a injury-ridden '94. So. Uh, and then after thinking about it, it's hard not to give it to Mike Hart. I mean, the kid had over 5,000 total yards. I mean, I think he rushed for uh, a 1,000 to 1,200 yards every season, right? So it's hard not just to give him the the nod. So I'll, I'm going to take down Wheatley. I'll put him Hart. So that you got Hart as, as the second running back. Then we got Braylon Edwards. I mean, duh. Right. I mean, his, his senior year, he had 97 receptions for 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. I mean, come on. That's that's Alabama stat numbers right there. So, obviously, our number one guy. Now, the second guy, I'm mainly putting him in just off of, I think, of pure potential and what I think he'd be able to do if he had a real quarterback. If he had a real fucking quarterback who I think he, what he could accomplish. And that's Nico Collins. <laughs> I know it's crazy because Nico Collins last season, he had 37 receptions for 700 and something yards and seven touchdowns. But then again, he had Shea Patterson as his quarterback. You're not going to be, you're not going to be showcased when Shea Patterson's your quarterback. You're just not, not that talented of an arm. And like I said, his completion percentage was only 56%. Good luck. And that's even if he saw you. I mean, there's plenty of times you were running wide open. He couldn't even see you. I mean, I, you, might, you might need bifocals. Um, then, number three, I'm going to go with Desmond Howard. Love the kid. I mean, the guy was always making something happen wide receiver-wise. Uh, I mean, you know, you could put Manningham in there because Manningham or Walker, but I just love. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Howard uh, held himself, really contributed to the team and overall leader. I mean, let's face it, man. He won a Heisman. And then... You know, and that was at the time he won that Heisman. Everybody know that it was the the largest the largest margin of anybody ever winning a Heisman at that time. Now things have changed, but hey. Then you got Amani Tumor, a well dressed Tumor, or yeah, a well dressed Amani Tumor. I guess I don't know how Chris Berman used to say it. Um, yeah, didn't have a lot of great yards. I mean, I don't know. I just. I love that he had a nose for the end zone. He had great hands, in my opinion. Um, ran good routes. And every time you needed a big play in 94, he was one of the guys that made it. I mean, he had 54 receptions for 1,000 yards. Or 1,096 and six touchdowns. I mean, that's easily, that could be, uh, that's easily, that could be Nico Collins next year. Hopefully for we're way more than that next year for Nico. But So, that's my fourth guy. Uh, the tight end, Tuman. I mean, come on. Tuman, all Big Ten guy, three years in a row. That's all you need to know. He was one of the more exciting uh, tight ends that we had. His, his chemistry with uh, Tom Brady was phenomenal. And I think he had the game-winning touchdown in that uh, to seal that, 90, that 98 uh, national title for us. Him and Ty Streets. I just can't remember who got who got the last one. Um then you go Jay Feely. I mean, field goal kickers, you don't really need no more of that. Desmond Howard, I mean, once again, as special teams for your kickoffs, Desmond Howard's the guy. Right? I mean, do you even, how do you question that? You just, you really just don't. I mean, I, I guess I can try and find, yeah. No, it's Desmond Howard. Boom. I'm not even going to argue it. Then for punts. Well, I see, I guess you could put just Steve Breston in both, right? Because I was going to put Steve Breston in punts. But, I mean, I want, you you know, I want to give him two different people, right? I could have just easily given it to Breston. I mean, he holds a record for most returns, uh, for the for most return touchdowns. That's five. Now, I'm sure that's the combo punt and kickoff return. And he also has 10 other records for most career punts, uh, uh, like most career yards for punts and kickoffs. So, Wherever you want to rotate the two, they were both pretty phenomenal in those spots. So that's where you got them there. Now, offensive line. I'm just going to go through these real quick. John Running Jr. Uh, not John Running Sr. Done and over. I don't. You don't even know need stats. All you just need to say is John Runyon. John Runyon Sr., the man, the myth, the legend, the beast, the nastiest man on the field, one of the greatest to ever play the position. Done. John Henson, a.k.a. The Rock, the guy who had 50 straight starts for Michigan. Pretty unbelievable there. Boom. Done on the tackles. Now you go guards. You go Jeff Backus, right? That's the dude for me. I love nasty, rugged dudes. And for me, Backus is one of the guys. He had something like 40 straight starts, I believe it was. Another just solid individual. That's like four seasons worth of starting. At offensive guard, that's impressive. And then you go, you could go David Boss, not doing it for guard. I'm putting in 
what is widely considered the greatest offensive lineman. Not, I mean, he's number two for me. But the number two for me, but widely considered the greatest offensive tackle in Michigan history, our guard is Steve Hutchinson. Steve Hutchinson, the man, uh, once again, widely considered the best. Uh, I mean, we create guys like, here's a stat line. Four times all Big Ten, two-time All-American, and didn't allow a sack in his last two seasons. His last two seasons as guard. Where do you go wrong with that? I mean, right now we're not allowing a sack at all with this offensive line. And then you start, then you cap it with David Boss. Uh, made it to the NFL as a guard, stayed in the NFL as a center. They asked him, uh, we, uh, we moved him to center on, I think, his senior season. I think he got drafted as a guard, though, but I think played both in the NFL. If you can play guard and upper-level center in the NFL, how, how do you go wrong with that? You just don't. So there's our offensive line, phenomenal offensive line. No one's getting no one's getting a sack on that. No one's touching Brady with that offensive line. We're killing people. Um, now we get to the defense. Go over it real quick, and then we'll get out of here for the day. All right. Defensive ends. We're going Lamar Woodley. Right, Lamar Woodley. I I saw some of the stuff this kid did. He had three. He won three major awards when he was with us: the Lombardi, the Hendricks, and then he was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, unstoppable on the defensive line. Phenomenal. And then the other one, uh, Brandon Graham. Nasty, opportunistic, smart. Uh, really, the only Rich Rod player to be even on my list, or I think in the top. 50 all-time great Michigan players. He was the only Rich Rod guy to do it. I mean, phenomenal kid. Like uh, He was... Oh, he also made All-American in 2009. So I just want to give him all the credit that he can get. Now, now we go defensive tackles. For me, I guess it... I guess there's a lot maybe like Steele. I think some people... Glenn Steele. Um, but I went with Alan Branch and Mo Hurst. Right. For me, Alan Branch was a just complete run stopper. You couldn't get anything past the guy. He he wasn't overly athletic. He wasn't dominating, but he was big. He was tall. He was at least fast enough to beat his guard. But he could he could just he was a massive man that just loaded everything up. And I think the guy that was playing with him on the other side was Gabe Watson at the time. So Gabe was much bigger and uh so I guess by comparison Branch is the more athletic, but for me I love Dallin Branch. What just amazing. I mean, is to what is But see the stats didn't really add up to it, but for me, 56 he had 56 total tackles. In his two years starting at Michigan, and he had four and a half sacks. But I should have looked up, uh, you know, tackles for loss, all that. But I'm telling you, I loved Allen Branch, so it's my, it's my thing. I'm starting Allen Branch, and then Mohurst. Mohurst to me, uh, phenomenal. I can't wait to see what this guy does in at the in the NFL now that he's starting with the Raiders. Uh, the heart condition. Whatever that was, I can't believe it. The Raiders got blessed to get Mohurst. The kid is fast. He's big. He's smart. Uh, 
athletic. I mean, he's got he's got the whole package as a defensive end. Whole package. If you need him to stop the run, boom, you ain't getting past him. If you need a pass rush from the from the D tackle, you're going to get it. I mean, he had 130 total tackles, and then he had 13 and a half sacks in I think his two years starting at Michigan. Two years, 130 tackles, phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. And then we go linebacker. Yeah, we'll go linebacker. We'll get to the cornerbacks. Everybody wants to know. Uh, Linebacker Larry Foote. Come on. How could it not be Larry Foote? He's one of the great linebackers of our what of all time in my opinion right foot was all american in 2001 uh the big 10 defensive player of the year in 2001 as well i mean solid he was a great pro for what decades i mean the guy was phenomenal and be able to play well i would want to say at least 10 years with the steelers right like to play that in such a position he's smart physical he had everything he could cover he was all-time great um, also I went with Devin Bush. <laughs> I, that also is based off of potential. We all saw Devin Bush play and who's going to argue with that. I know there's irons. I know there's a few others, but I, for me, Devin Bush, I love him right in the middle there. Uh, also, or hell you can put him anywhere in my opinion, Devin Bush. And then, uh, then I put irons also on the outside. So, I gave it to Irons. I mean, he's a solid player. I mean, I loved watching him. Uh, what was it in the ni- whew, 94, 98 area, something like that? I, I don't know. Phenomenal. No, I think it was 90, 97, 98 was his year or his years there. Um, loved him. So, those are, the t- those are the linebackers. And then, finally, the final two will go cornerbacks. I mean, how do you not go Charles Woodson and Ty Law? Tell me who's getting big chunk yardage plays with Ty Law and Charles Woodson. I mean, Charles Woodson, first of all, a Hall of Famer and Heisman winner, two-time All-American, and is still the only player in the history of the NCAA to be a defensive player to win the Heisman. I mean, and then you can put him in special teams. So let's say you don't like, uh, you don't like, Breston or Howard, you could put Woodson back there and you wouldn't miss the beat. I, he's just phenomenal. Ty Law, one of the original nasty shutdown corners of the NFL, in my opinion. Not, not great speed. I mean, not, not like Woodson, but he was smart. I always have, it seems like they all, all my favorite players same, share the same characteristics, right? Smart, aggressive, great field knowledge, unbelievable. Uh, knowledge of his position and where everybody else needed to play. I mean, you put him, you pair him with, uh, like, everybody says that, uh, oh, what's the guy? Oh, Sherman from the 49ers. He was never as good as when he had Earl Thomas back there as a safety to take care of him, right? Well, that's how I feel about, uh, if you put, Ty Law, and then Ernest Shazier, who I have, Cesar or Shazar, whatever, Shazier, in at tight end, I mean, not tight end, safety, or another guy put at safety, Jordan Koufax. You put both of those two backing him up, no one's getting past Ty Law. Just not. He's, to me, one of, one of my favorite Wolverines for a long time. I mean, 
I loved watching that kid play. Loved it. Loved it. Um, so also then you found out the safeties, Ernest Shazar or Shazir or whatever, however you want to pronounce it. I mean, unbelievable. I think he had something like 84 total tackles in his senior season, I believe. And he was the Thorpe Award finalist in 2004 and All-American in 2004. I mean, come on. And then Koufax, uh, geez, let me see. I had to write this down because this kid was a freaking beast. Koufax, his uh, total, and I think this is two seasons with Michigan, 193 total tackles and 334 assisted tackles. Like, so, so 193 solo total, ta- you know, like solo tackles. I don't know why I wrote total, my bad. 193 total as uh, like solos and then three, 334 assisted. The kid's, unfa- he's just fucking phenomenal, man. He's unbelievable. Uh, one of the great all times, in my opinion, uh, at safety. Uh, hard worker. I think he was maybe even a walk-on, right? Like, what he did. Oh, you know one one linebacker I want to put in there? Jake Ryan. That I'm sorry that's a little random, but Jake Ryan, phenomenal. I, I don't have any stats on it, but every time I think of big plays happening, like emotional field generals, Jake Ryan comes into the brain. Jake Ryan, a phenomenal guy. You give me Jake Ryan, Irons, Devin Bush, and Larry Foote as a linebacking core, get the fuck out of here. Who's, who's beating us? You can't beat this Michigan team. You can't. The way I constructed this team, I don't think they can lose. I don't think they lose one game. This could be one of the greatest all-time college football teams ever. Ever. So, that's it, guys. Thank you. I know it's the off-season, so we're just trying to come up with unique things that we can talk about. Hey, guys, if you want to, send me your all-time team. Just write them down and send it over to the Michigan Maniac fan page or the Michigan Maniac Instagram or the Twitter, whatever. Hit me up. Let me know, and we can talk about it. You know, great talking points. So hit me up, let me know, guys. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. And remember, guys, it's always, always great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And forever and always, go blue.